I hear it a lot on our Discord from composers and artists making music and generally from every student and artist I have ever met. Why isn't my music moving the needle? Why can't the library recognize my genius? I submitted my five best songs to Motion Array or three songs to Crucial or an album to a music production library and I heard nothing or I got rejected. So I guess I'm just not good enough. I guess they must be crazy or I'm crazy. And this is just a total waste of my time. Why am I doing this? Oh, Dave, don't get me started today <laughs> on this. This is something that has been uh, in my craw, as they say, or I think I've heard you say, and uh, I don't know what a craw is exactly or what it was. Yeah, it's some headpiece or something. I definitely don't, don't smell it, uh, as we say at our house. Um, Hey, uh, welcome to episode 70 of the Make Music Income podcast, where we talk about all kinds of ways to make music income, including music licensing for TV and films and ads, stock music licensing, artist incomes, publishing, royalties, production, teaching. We talk about lots of stuff. My name is Eric Copeland, and I literally have made hundreds of thousands, if not a million, a million, dollars over the course of a career as a composer, producer, artist, all sorts of stuff, basketball player. I really haven't made any money as a basketball player, <laughs> a church music director and a music marketer. That's just to name a few. And I've made this completely outside, outside the walls of the traditional music industry. And so I've supported my entire family for 23 years, well, I say I've supported them. My wife might say something different. Uh, but most of you who are watching are probably like me. You've never been signed to a major record label or a major publishing deal, and you might never be. But that doesn't mean you can't make music income, and that's what I want to talk about today. So on today's show, we're going to talk about this. Uh, I'll be answering questions. But first, let me introduce, after that long-winded introduction, cold open, my podcast partner today, a man who definitely has composed more than three songs, maybe more than 300, maybe more than 3,000? Uh, no, not 3,000. <laughs> Composer, educator, drummer, and man about town, Mr. 52Qs, Dave Croft. What is happening, everybody? Uh, man, man, thank you so much, Eric, for joining me. Happy to kind of co-host along alongside you pitch hitting for uh for the i was gonna say late great stevie b but i mean he's perfectly healthy i mean he's just as far as we know as far as we know he's perfectly healthy but it's so good to be with you so good to see some familiar folks hanging out in the chat pete what is up pete was pete was hanging out with me just this morning i had a 7 a.m live stream uh, where i did a music production live stream and it's good to see pete over here hope you guys are all doing well thanks for having me man Sure, man. Why don't you uh, kind of let us know what you've been up to this week? What's your week been like so far? Oh, man. Uh, well, I've been wrapping up over the last couple of weeks. I've been wrapping up a couple of albums for Discovery Channel. One is an Americana dramedy cue, which kind of fuses your typical dramedy elements, pizzicato strings and all that stuff, uh, along with uh, Americana elements like harmonica and uh, cigar box guitar and dulcimer and those kind of things. So I wrapped up that album, did deliverables this week, and uh, just this morning uh, did the ninth of 10 cues for a tasking album, also for Discovery Channel. And uh, tasking music has been so interesting exploring and finding out like, like right, where does it asking, fit on what is tasking tasking well tasking cues are you know like a cooking show where they're putting ingredients together and it's like a montage type of a scene it's not the countdown right that's a different it's not the judgment it's not the uh, who's going to get sent home type of a moment looking in on the cake yeah exactly it's like hey let's do all this or or a show where they're um like house hunters and they're they're going and showing like this is uh, the first house and we're going to look in the different. So they're, they're called tasking cues and tasking is equal parts intrigue, tension, equal parts, dramedy, equal parts, kind of like science, getting things done type cues. There's like this diagram and right in the middle are tasking cues. They could bend, um, they could bend towards, uh, they could bend towards minor or major, but typically they tend to be a little bit more neutral. What else has, has been up, my friend? Oh, um, teaching and yeah, I started a new cohort at Full Sail this month and or this week, and so that's always good. The first the first week is always exciting because I get to talk about the production music industry and 
having people kind of manage expectations and explaining the production music industry. And um, why do we write in four bar chunks? Why do we write with stop downs and predictable transients and phrases and layering? And so uh, it's always a really good, but that, that's, that's essentially been my week, man. Well, I also start a new cohort. cohort. Uh, I don't use that word that much. I start a new, uh, new class on Monday, uh, my first one in a while, because we didn't have enough for the last semester. So I've been working on rubrics and uh, course materials and rebuilding things. Also, happened to pick a great time for every PowerPoint to get erased that I use in both classes. So I had to rebuild them from the students' PowerPoints. And so that was a thing. Um, let's see. I had a tracking day this week in Nashville. Um, I've got a little video I meant to put up that day, but I didn't put it up. It's very, it's just like a, a one minute video where I show working with Listen To, which is a really cool thing that they can uh, stream audio. Uh, and I can hear the audio almost in real time and in stereo so I can hear what's coming right out of Pro Tools. And then we had a Zoom feed as well. And I had a client in Manchester, England, who was listening in and he was the client. So it's pretty normal for me. Clients somewhere in the world and me here in Florida and the, the band in Florida, I mean, in, in Nashville. But um, so that went well. Uh, let's see. I had a new video go up on Monday about symphonic distribution, which is... Uh, which you know is one of those long review videos that'll just be up for a long time. I, I, I'm hoping people will um, will will look at that. Um, I do. Uh, Arco just said I think you put that up in your community tab, Eric. Actually, um, I talked about it. I have a new community on my a new uh, subscription thing on YouTube. I'm trying out. Not terribly popular so far, and and I think I know the reason why is because YouTube on a phone or a tablet you can't see the join button. There is no way to do it unless you go to a browser on computer and join someone's subscription on their site. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I haven't really explored it. It's I don't think it's ready for prime time quite. Uh, it, it, if everybody was on the desktop, it'd be fine, but almost no one is, and so only weirdos like me sit on the you know watch on TV or watch on desktops. Everybody else watches on their phone. Have you have you thought about a Patreon instead? I, I'm I'm looking at. It. I can also do it straight through my store. And uh, I do. I use something called PayHip to sell all my eBooks and my downloads, my free downloads. I can do it through there, and so I might try it through there as well. But I've been doing like a little behind the scenes every day, just a short little video that I put up there, and uh, I think a couple of people have looked in already. But uh, no, this this uh, Nashville one will just be straight up on my site. It's just not very long. It's not a short, but it is short. <laughs> it's just wide. I don't know. I, I don't know why I did it that way. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, Mr. Stevie B sold me his Mac mini that he bought last year and it is speeding things way up. Of course you can speed way up folks. When you go from a Mac mini 2014 <laughs> Intel to a M1 2022 Mac mini, you can really, uh, you can really go up. Go yeah, up I, bet, I, bet, I bet you're seeing a, a huge increase in speed in rendering. I oh man. Gosh. It's like night and day just sharing the you know the video it's like that versus what it was before so it's awfully great um i finished actually some music too this week fancy that uh i finished a classical piece i've been working on for a good long while and a corporate piece that i've been working on and gonna put those out probably this weekend and then just a holy ton of client work. And I can say holy ton because many of them are Christian artists. Um, but it is really a lot. <laughs> it is really a lot. Um, but anyway, I've uh, been very busy besides school and just everything I do here all day long. And uh, I've, I've actually thought of some videos, more videos to kind of show the actual way I'm making music income and the actual things, the, um, you know, I, it's there's there's so many incomes that we have as as uh, musicians. You talked about it a little bit in your um, your PRO um, video last week, which was really really good. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the shout out, man. Oh, it was super um, concise and and it covered all the bases. And uh, I really like that. Uh, but listening to that, just it tells you how many incomes that you can have from so many different sources. And so that's a lot what you talked about. So yeah, rarely does the word concise be get used to describe an hour and 20 minute YouTube video. 
Not a short. Not, Absolutely no, not a short. See, we're, we're, I'm in my own category. They're longs. That's what they are. Like today's episode or that posted yesterday is an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No. Uh, Arco, says he's, Arco says he's holding a question in his chest. Should we let him ask his question? Why not? Go ahead, Arco. Well, before we get into stuff, because we're getting ready to get into it. So you better go ahead and <laughs> ask your question now. And while you're doing that, uh, I want to get into something that uh, I'm doing here now. And by the way, we talked a minute ago about Make Music Income Daily. If you want to see what's going on with me behind the scenes, about the only way you can do it is to go to youtube.com slash make music income slash join. A, a quick and easy uh, URL to type in. I, I get mad at some of the people I, I listen to podcasts and he's like, down my, my new ebook on mixing. You know, listen to Bobby Osinski. I listen to Bobby all the time and he has these long, first of all, Osinski, like anyone knows exactly how to spell that. And then second of all, slash this, slash this, slash this. I'm like, wow, that's a long. But if you want to see what's going on with me behind the scenes, how I make money every day and how I talk about it, and uh, you can find that at make music income slash join on my YouTube channel. Or you can go to the YouTube channel on the desktop and click join. Uh, hopefully, I'll have another way to do that here soon. All right. I want to get to some news, Dave. I like to do news now in the yeah, podcast. I think, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. So let's talk a little bit uh, about a couple sales that are on this week. And a lot of people all the time complain to me that they don't have good sounds or they want good sounds. And uh, there's two places that I, when I first redid this computer, and by the way, when I redid my computer this week, everyone, I went from, uh, from what I was at, which I was up there, even it was old computer, I was still on Catalina or Big Sur or something like that. I went all the way up to Ventura and everything works. Just this just in. So I am super pleased that I was able to, to load everything back on and I'm working today with all my things. But one of them I'm working with and the first thing after Logic I will install usually is complete. Uh, actually, that's that's a lie. I will install Spectrosonics first. Yeah. And how, then, how, how painful was the, um, oh, what is it called, Native Instruments? the native access how painful was oh, that not not painful at all were you it's able to so click easy. like install all and just walk away yeah i wasn't yeah. able to when i when i got my mac studio back in august uh and maybe it's because it's not on ventura or whatever but i had to do one at a time and and that was uh, i shook my fist at native instruments I maybe it's all the new back. logo i think they're all back now i love Good. that logo I like I that. I don't. I think it's so generic. <laughs> well, I don't like the. Was it you that talked about you didn't like the way the. Uh, somebody talked about they didn't like the way the. Oh, I think it was uh, Sanjay C. I don't know if you watch Sanjay C. But yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He was talking about he didn't like the way the complete looks now with the font, but I like the NI. I think that's pretty cool. I'd love to have a t shirt. And I, I'll, I'll wear a t-shirt on this show if you if you give me. I, I don't send me one. I'm not going to wear it. Unless it's like the old school, like OG NI. Don't even ask waves. Yeah, don't oh even God. ask. Oh, waves. Don't, no, geez. don't even I'm, go. There. I'm on their it list. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Native Instruments is on sale, having a big sale on everything right now. And I took the bait and upgraded. I needed I had a two hundred dollar upgrade for uh, to get complete 14 standard. And because I'd been on some kind of version of select or whatever when I bought this keyboard here. But um, but I took that and I only had to pay actually a hundred because it was in half. And so I got something I've been working with for now the past three days is ozone standard and man, uh, yep, I'm, I'm with you, baby. Right. Yeah, 99 bucks for like complete uh, or um, contact seven for ozone for everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, they're really kind of uh, opening the, the briefcase and saying, buy my wares. Yeah. It's no brainer. Playbox, all yep. sorts of new things. I meant guitar. And uh, I think another guitar, uh, the, a, bass, a prime bass. I mean, just tons of stuff. And folks, even if you don't have any money to buy Native Instruments stuff, you can get their Native Instruments starter thing. I can't remember what it's called at this moment. It's called Select, I think. Yes. Well, no, Select is what you get with this. There's another one like Now or, or something like or that. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a free little starter package. You can get that. And speaking of people who have things for free, Spitfire is also has a ton of stuff on sale right now. So uh, they're doing a big summer sale as well right now. Theirs probably won't last that long, but um, I have, I've so far abstained from buying anything. Um, 
one thing that reinstalling every plugin you have on your machine will let you know is how much you have and yep. you need to quit trying to buy other stuff because you have enough. Yeah, and Catherine Dern has a really good video on that. She's like, quit buying bleep. I saw that, yeah. So, um, yeah, and by the way, if you are trying to figure out, you know, how to get stuff, I do have a, a whole ebook on that as far as uh, Native Instruments, Spitfire, all the stuff you can get for free, DAWs that are free, all the stuff that is free or very, very, very cheap. And uh, that's the the tools to make music and make music income ebook. You can find that at makemusicincome.com slash free. All right, my other little bit of news here, and then I'll get to Arco's question. It's burning a hole in his chest. Um, title for Artist has come out. And uh, I don't know if this is such a big deal. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure many of us are really, really wanting to show off our title uh, stuff. But this is just another program similar to Spotify for Artists, except I will tell you that Title for Artists is really more for just tricking out your title page. I looked at it yesterday. I signed up as an as one of under my artist things, and there were not really any like statistic tools or anything like that, like you get with Spotify for artists. Is Title still kind of leading the charge for artist royalties versus Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff? Are they still top top dog? I think they're still up there. Yeah. So uh, Title is, uh, is 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 fine. I have nothing wrong with Title. I just I don't see that as one of the top money makers for me as far as in in streaming is concerned it's yeah, it still spotify all day yeah it doesn't matter how many how much royalties they give you if it's a fraction of the listener base right right um but i will tell you something uh, going going back to my symphonic distribution video um one thing i did discover with symphonic distribution is they have an amazing stats page that shows you all or at least the the bigger um i'm not sure i can't remember if they do title but spotify you can also look at uh, your Apple stats, your Spotify stats, all in one place. And it just shows you a graph of all the different ones, downloads, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, man, that is great that I don't have to like go over here to Apple for Artists, go over here to Spotify for Artists, go to this thing, go to that thing. I can see in one place. Um, so yeah, I was pretty impressed by Symphonic Distribution and their new program is every, I mean, the, the interface is kind of um, just, it needs a redesign. But DistroKid's interface is not the best, really, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not that crazy and sexy. Yeah, I, I, I ran into an interesting issue because uh, I'm experimenting with SoundClouds and the SoundCloud for artists. And mm -hmm. uh, I distributed the first track earlier this year, which was great because it's already included. I'm like, yeah, I'm already paying for it. Might as well use it. I found a frustration point, even though content ID is included, unlike DistroKid, which is a la carte. Getting it removed, you can't automatically remove tracks from distribution. You have to send a support ticket in and basically say, hey, I'm this, this, that you need to pull these songs down. Unlike DistroKid, where you just like tick a box and it pulls it from the DSPs, not with SoundCloud. That was frustrating. That was super frustrating. I think even CE Baby will do it uh, yeah. fairly simply. Well, that's this was SoundCloud? SoundCloud, yeah, because they uh, they absorbed. Oh, I forget what it's called. They absorbed a distribution company, and now it's they bundled it in with the SoundCloud professional subscription. And I was like, great, I'm already paying for it, and includes content ID, which I think is a huge value. But getting things removed so far has proven trickier than, it, than getting them up. It's crazy. Well, yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, dealt with them yet on that on that way and i don't use soundcloud much anymore now that i have disco right. and i use disco more for for putting stuff up like that all right well let's get to some of the comments here uh arco has a question for us and that question is i see a few sync libraries take you to disco upload portal when you want to submit music do you recommend like whole, sending a whole album to them or is it better to send them three to five tracks at first you mean to a sync library, I, I think he means, um, when when you're uploading. Okay, that's two really different things. The sync library take you to Disco Upload Portal. I think that's cool. Good for them. Uh, I've never seen that before. But do you recommend a whole album to them, or do you think it's better to send three or five tracks first? Um, what are your thoughts, Dave? My, my question would be, is it an unsolicited submission, or is it something that, that you have an invitation? And so while, while you answer that, uh, I would say that if it's an unsolicited submission and they don't know who you are and it's cold email or whatever, I would make an album, but I would only send out 
a handful of tracks. And then if they like them, then say, well, you know, here's 10 and you can, they're not published. They're turnkey. They could take it, they could publish it and uh, turn it uh, right into their catalog. I think blasting a full album is, might be a little overzealous, but I think, I don't think, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. But if it's unsolicited, then you might want to just have a handful at first, but I would have an album ready to go because if they say yes, then you say here, here are 10 unpublished, ready to go mixed properly. Then you're going to come out looking like a, a rock star. Yeah, I, I think I think that that's maybe so. I, I mean, <clears throat> if you, I don't think they're either way is fine. I think, um, but it depends on if you have a website that shows the the you know more work that you've done. In other words, if you send them an email and it's just a three song little list, and you don't have a website, you don't have anything else, they might be like, okay, it might be that this person only has three songs, which is what we're going to talk about today. As a matter of fact, so good to put this in the comments, Arco, but. Um, lately I have been sending less than, well, I I'll say if it's a library, I already know I'll go ahead. If I have a whole album, I'm just going to show them the whole album. They'll be like, okay. Uh, I've also had recently an out, al- a, a company, uh, a new, a new company that I've got songs with. I showed them 10 songs and they only wanted four. And, uh, they said, let, this is a kind of a specialty album. Let us try the first four. And then we'll see if that, if that works, then we'll maybe bring some of the other ones in. But um, I, I don't think there's either way. Or, I, I mean, if, if it's a website where it's basically, hey, submit, send us music and we'll see if we like it because we want to sign you. It might come off a little spammy if you flood their, their inbox with like 10 tracks, 10 or 15 well, tracks. But if you're just sending them a link to a disco, a disco playlist, is it going to matter if it's three, five or 10 tracks? It, d- it depends. It depends on how if the upload portal is like inboxing them like individual tracks or not, but yeah. if it's just a playlist, that might be fine. Yeah. Cause most I'm only sending a playlist. I never send them anything. I mean, I don't really get, I know that I've been really, uh, pushed by a company called tune edge every day. They're sending me stuff. You heard of this company? Mm-mm, no, if anybody out there has heard of tune edge, but getting a lot of emails from them to submit for certain things, <clears throat> they, they have very fast turnarounds. I don't have time, but I haven't been doing it. Um, <clears throat> Mix Club says, Rhett says, I was able to relocate my native instruments. Yeah, I have two. You can, I have all the sounds on my sounds thing. Um, did the sound just die? Did it just die? I hope not. Um, things are okay. Okay. Um, let's see if we got anything here. Uh, Eric, Steve demo to create steel guitar VST. I don't recall the name of it, but it seemed great. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that steel guitar. You guys are going to have to spell better because I don't know what you're saying (laughs) today. Uh, There's a lot of messages coming through here with very bad spelling, and I don't know. Uh, D-Man asked, how does Symphonic compare with TuneCore? It compares better with DistroKid. I don't know if TuneCore does a yearly thing now, but uh, it compares pretty well with anybody who does the yearly thing. They They all offer pretty much the same thing, it seems like now. Okay, well, let's move on here and get to the topic of the day. And the topic of today is three songs isn't going to cut it. It ain't going to cut it. You might be wondering why I am talking about this so much. But I think it's just a little alarming that so many people, they've tried a song here or three tracks here or five tracks here. I mean, that question is kind of... You know, when you're worrying about how many songs to send um, and 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 minutia like that, sometimes I think is something that we just we have such a problem with as as composers and producers. And we're, we're so scared and, and focused on these little things. But and Steve and I have talked about this before, but I've seen this a lot on the discord lately. People. I, I sent three songs to them or I f- sent five songs to motion Ray, and they don't, they said they rejected me. So I guess I'll just quit stock <laughs> music licensing, or I guess I'll just, you know, start make, find another hobby. And you know what I will tell you, here's a little something for you. If you can do that, if you can just quit music and go do another hobby, then go do it. I suggest that we, they talk about that in Nashville all the time. It's one of the things is if you could do anything else, but music, you need to go do that. Because we have too many people that are are playing at this, and I don't mean to be crass or rough, but 
you know, sometimes you just got to say it like it is. And you guys just got, I, I sent a big long message in the, in the, I think it was the stock music licensing one in the discord this week. You've got to just keep, think of this as a years long, decades long profession, because if you don't, you're just going to try this for a minute. Like some students do when they come to our school and they go, they're a month in, they go, eh, I don't think so. And they quit. And guess what? Then they likely won't be the person who gets a career in music. They won't be that person because they just, they, they found they didn't like it. I saw a post the other day where someone said they had one song that they were excited to show libraries. <laughs> one song. I've got one song and I'm so excited to show it to libraries. Folks, this isn't America's Got Talent. This is people looking for um, composers and producers that are going to work on this for a long time. They want you. They want to. You got to keep hitting them. It's like a boxing match. You got to keep throwing those punches. And next song. And next song. And next song. Um, I think we hear about it all the time. You talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. you, what's the repeat thing? Yeah. Write, submit, forget, repeat. It, it's a game of nickels, man. It's it's a game of numbers. And there's something to be said about you know quality versus quantity. But at the end of the day, you are not going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars from one from one queue. It's a lot of different queues out there amongst different libraries, getting you a couple of hundred bucks here and there. And it's the snowball effect. And so yeah, you, you, it's, it's, yeah, you, you're looking to have hundreds of queues out and distributed before if you're if you're wanting to make a full time living, or even a part time living, you need you need a lot, of, a lot of irons in the fire. Let's stay on music licensing for a minute. I have hundreds now of tracks out there in production music, in stock music, in uh, YouTube. I mean, yeah, YouTube and on uh, Spotify. Not to, not to brag, I'm just saying that I have hundreds out there and I feel hopelessly behind. I feel like I started this, uh, I started getting into it in about 2018 super late i i didn't really get anything to libraries till 2020 really late and uh i was just i feel just so late to the party and i think whenever you start you probably felt that way too once you found out about it you're like wait this exists i can you yeah. can get it on on you know the masters yeah yeah i i jumped in kind of like around 2012 2013 when um, when things were super shifting and libraries were moving away from like CDs and all that stuff to online catalogs and everything, it had been percolating for five to eight years by that point. Before then, it was you if you if you subscribe to a library as a production company, you had CDs and cassettes and records and all of that. And so uh, I I was while not on the front edge of it, I was definitely on on that that first kind of big wave that that came forward but even still hundreds of cues and and not to mention 10 years ago the the sophistication of the sample libraries and the computing power couldn't accomplish what we can accomplish today arco says i don't think america's got talent will be happy with just one song and my point was they will be happy with one song my point is we we go towards an opportunity like that with one great right. song that we're going to hope we with this audition of this one song that will get heard of. But in music licensing, we have to have, you, you can't just have three songs or five songs. I, I know people who keep trying with the same five songs and they just keep trying year after year with the same five songs, this company, that company, this company, folks, you got to move on. You got to, if, if those songs, you've pushed them to a two or three libraries or you've done pushed it to a taxi thing or whatever, put it on Spotify and make some more and, and do something else that yeah, you, and I know. Go ahead. Yeah, and that, that's the real caveat here. Let's say a library loves them. They're like, yep, these are awesome. Eric, these are the best five songs. I can't wait to put these in my library. Now we're going to need about 20 more. Yeah. And if you don't, if you haven't worked out sustainable creativity, you don't know where those are coming from, then you're not going to be able to, to, to meet the expectations of the library because really you are not professionally ready to jump in with folks who have been doing this for 10 years, 15 years. And so while those five songs might be great, they're going to want more. And if you can't meet that need, then you, you really run the risk of kind of bruising your uh, reputation with that publisher. Yeah. And I feel like I, you know, I have to be creating 50 to a hundred different things a year, songs, cues. Uh, yeah. I and mean, that's what 52 cues is all about. Yeah. One cue per week, you know? Well, and, and that's one of my points coming up. If you 
can't, if this feels like, oh, you're watching this or you're listening to this and you're going, I, I can barely get one song done a month. That's fine. But eventually, I'm just going to be honest with you, you're going to have to speed up. If your goal is to turn music into some kind of income, into some kind of job, you're going to have to become better and faster at your craft. It doesn't matter. If you took a new job today in another industry, you can't expect to walk in and be able to do that just like this if you have no background in it. So if you're just coming into music, you still feel like you're on the amateur side or the or the pro-am side or the semi-pro th side, you're going to have to just start to learn to crank. And it's going to be being less artistic. Dave talks about this a lot of times where you're, you've got to focus on the job and less on the art. Or once you get fast, you can do both. I do both, but only because I've been doing this for 40 years, you know, and um, it might be about to be 50 years next in about five years. I'll be have been writing songs and just daily writing things. So how do you speed up? Well, join 52 Qs, join Taxi, do something that makes you, that pushes you to write, yeah. that pushes you to get something out. Um, and, and that's one thing that we do with our masterminds. I would, I would imagine you do that kind of thing. You, you have, uh, and Steve does it in his academy where there's, there's monthly challenges to make yeah. you, to push you. You gotta be pushed. We all yeah. have. Yeah. That's what the, the weekly feedback threads are all about. Cause at the end of the day, it's all about doing the reps really. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, I, I, I do some cycling, right? Not like competitive cycling, but I do a little bit of cycling and I'm in some cycling communities. And uh, the question comes up, does it get any easier? And the answer is, it doesn't get necessarily easier. You just get faster. Yeah. And so that, and that comes from repetition, just conditioning, putting, conditioning, doing the reps. And you will find that, you know, if you focus on one cue at a time, one cue per week, one cue every two weeks or whatever, then at the end of a month, end of a year, you're going to sit there with 50 cues. Yeah. Oh, somebody's at the, front, at the door. front door. Yep, that's oh. my ring. My ring camera. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so uh, I hope it's not Arco. Um, okay, uh, Pete Mason says uh, most cues do not need to be op overcomplicated. Keep it simple, and you can produce tracks more quickly. Yep. Uh, Linda Linda Britton says hi everyone. The more you write, the greater the momentum momentum for sure. And uh, I, I have students, you know, you you do too, but I have students that are just starting to learn Pro Tools and they're, they're like, why do we have to do exercise after exercise, lab after lab? I'm like, because you need repetition. Yeah. You've got to get in, it's gotta become like, uh, you know, like a second, you, just, you're just, you're just able to do it without even thinking about it. Just yeah, like and pedal and, and steer at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, even John Coltrane, legendarily, would practice the C major scale in the corner before a gig for like hours, the C major scale. And that's John for flipping Coltrane. So if, if he can do the reps, then I think you can too. The hardest key of all says Charles Cornell. <laughs> Did you see Actually, that video? No, no, but it is that. Yeah. The fingering on a C major scale. That's a little like, not if you have pretty fingers, finger breaking. No, not if I you don't. have, I have, I have, thing. I have drummer fat fingers. So if you're playing like this, yeah, it's harder. Um, okay. Uh, that's another video I'm going to have to do. Um, all right. So we've talked about this kind of stuff more than one library, more than a few songs, way more than a few songs. If you want to do this kind of stuff, um, where you're dealing with these kind of libraries or even, trying to make relationships and do this directly, you're going to need a large library and you're not going to be able to just do that with a song or two. You're going to have to, it's, you're going to have to think that this is going to be a years long career. And I think most people coming into music as a hobby, don't think about that. They're just having fun. They're just messing around. Somebody gave them a guitar. They found a computer program that they can do some stuff. They might've stumbled on some AI tools to make music or whatever. And they're like, Hey, this is fun. Or they want to be an artist or whatever. And that's that's fine. But if your goal is to get songs into television, you're going to need a lot more catalog than just three or five songs or 10 or 15 or 50. I know that sounds crazy, but you're just going to have to. All right, let's move along here. Um, uh, I just want to touch on non-exclusive and stock music for a second, because a lot of people will uh, will send five songs to Motion Ray, not get in there. And uh, and then be like, oh, well, apparently they don't want, I'm not good enough for this. And when really you just didn't send them the right stuff. I had a guy get mad at me this week and as a, in a comment and say, 
thanks a lot for having me send tell me that motion array like vocal music because i sent them five of my best songs and they were vocal songs and they didn't get in and now i have to you know i have to do something else to them i'm like and that's that's your fault <laughs> clearly eric now it's my fault that that he didn't get in and i'm like okay you know you can go to discord and and share your songs with people there and get free comments about it if you'd like um or try something else or go somewhere else with your songs do something else motion array is not the only game in town i will t a little quick thing i just want to say to this is feel free and remember that you're making music that people are looking for and they're not looking for your song necessarily they're looking for the song they need for a, a moment. And that means maybe holiday song, seasonal song, a classical yeah. song, some kind of focus. This is stock music they can go find quickly and cheaply, get and put into a use on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, and, and I, I talked about it this week on, on, on the 52Qs podcast about if you get a rejection, don't take it personally. They're not rejecting you personally. They're not rejecting, you know, Arco, or we have the Playful Master, or Linda, or Pete. They're, it's not. It's not like somebody dialed up Pete and, and said, uh, "Man, I really love the song, but that Pete's a jerk." So <laughs> no to Pete. No, this just not fulfill. It's not filling their need. Do 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 the chefs at the Waffle House feel feel rejected when you choose, you know, eggs over pancakes or waffles over pancakes? No, even though the big pancake, I guess, would take that person. <laughs> Well, the other thing I want to say in this is just don't don't be throwing your your artist music up to these uh, stock music libraries and thinking that you can't people aren't re realizing your the amazing genius that you have as a pop artist because they're not there for pop music. They're not going there. I watched a guy uh, in an AI video and he was making an AI video and he had a piece of stock music. He went to Motion Array. He already had a, a thing there. He went to Motion Array. He and the first thing that comes on Motion Ray with royalty music is the staff picks. He picked the first one. He just played it, says that'll do, and he picked it. He didn't start listening through to see what artistry was Not there. <laughs> now there are some people who do that. Maybe if they're looking for a certain song, uh, maybe if it's a you know classical song and there's a five or six different versions of that classical song, they might listen through and see which one works for them. But I'm telling you, folks, these people are going to go as fast as possible. And find they, the thing. They yeah, want. they got a job to do. Editors, they got, you know, I, I talk about this over at Full Sail. Um, you know, there's a production house for Discovery Channel in Knoxville. And in any given day, they have 13 episodes of TV in production simultaneously. 13 episodes across their thousands of television properties. These editors don't have time to be like, oh, I really like this, but at 13 seconds, I don't like this. Nope, they're like, next. Yeah. Nope, not going to work. Yes, it's it's like it's like Tinder, left, right, left, right. I don't know which one's which one's. Yes, I don't, I don't know. know. Swipe right. I don't know. It's good that we don't know. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, and I know this to be true too because I do this on the video and photo side, and I'll go there to find a video that's going to work in this music video I'm making. I want to go as fast as possible. If the if I'm looking for an ocean and the first one works, I'm taking it. I'm not even going to look any further. I don't care. I you just do the same ocean. thing. You do the same thing when you're auditioning patches in a synth yeah. library. You don't go like, oh, I wonder if this synth developer is going to take it personally. No, <laughs> that patch doesn't work for you. Next. Well, speaking of next, let's go to Spotify and DSPs again. Something that one of the things that makes me the maddest is I will be in a listener playlist on Spotify or someplace like that, and I will hear an artist I really like, and I will click over to their and say, oh, I want to check out this artist. And they've got two songs over the past five years. And I'm like, come on. Or they've got a single. They put out a single every six months. Six months. I... You've had spent two years putting out four songs. I want to hear an album. I want to hear more from you. I think I think that's more of a product of some of the uh, the artist farming that goes on over in Spotify for playlist seeding, and that's what I think. That's what I think some of that is. Personally. Well, this is you know you were doing the year of taxi, and I've been doing the year of Spotify, where I am really trying to get as many, much out, like up to a hundred songs this year on Spotify. I'm about halfway there. Awesome. Um, doing playlist strategy. Well, not not because I just. That's going to make me a ton of money, but I just feel like Spotify or distribution in general is just a legacy type of issue. You want to be in the stores of tomorrow, you better be in the Spotify's of today because Spotify only has the stuff that was on CDs before and then and was in the, in the, in the distribution cycle before. So I just look at, again, looking decades in the future, not 
today or next mm -hmm. month or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think you've got to play the playlist strategy, but you've got to put out a lot of songs. Feel free to put out all the five songs that didn't get on Motion Array onto Spotify. I ask if they're doing that. Eh, I haven't really put them out any place yet. Why are you not putting this stuff out and then turn around and make more and continue this process, continued yeah. release. And if you're going to do the playlist thing or the single at a time, six weeks is a good turnaround for the next single and then promote it and then the next single and promote it. And then put all those together on an album and then promote that. Yep. Yep. The whole waterfall strategy thing where you release everything and then release two songs and three songs and four songs. And before you know it, you have an EP to release or an album to release sell online. So I think it's important in Spotify and the DSPs that you have a lot of songs as well there. And then, uh, and this goes along with being an artist. Could you go do a gig with three songs? I mean, you if you're gonna go play a gig or and most gigs have two sets and you're gonna play two sets, how many songs are you gonna need, Dave? At least uh, if, if you're a jazz improviser, uh, you need four. You need two for set one and two for set two. And we're just going to blow for 30 minutes and you're going to like it. Okay. If we're doing uh, Wagner, maybe we can just do three. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, um, und is old. <laughs> but if you're playing any kind of pop music or even if you're doing covers or whatever, you're going to need to have two sets of, you know, 15 songs, yeah. 20 songs. Mm -hmm. I remember when my, a friend of mine, a bass player here in town, we were going to go do like three, uh, do some playing out as a duo and as a trio. We were, we were trying to get past 30 songs and it was a lot that we had to have ready 30 or 40, mm -hmm. maybe even more songs. And they were jazz. So we could stretch them out, but still we found out we need a lot. Cause there's only so many times you could play blue skies over and over. I'm working <laughs> on that song right now. And it's just a ABA and, it gets yeah. boring real quick. Yeah, yeah, when I played in a cover band in Memphis, uh, we our set list was about thirty to forty songs. Yeah. Yep. Well, I th again, I don't really have a lot to say about this other than if you are an artist, you'd be thinking in terms of continuing to make more music, or if you're if you're not, you should be. Um, and then uh, I feel like I need to get more music out to sheet music publishing this is something i started working on over the past few years that if i just had more out i would sell more but i'm just so slow at at i'm not slow at it i have someone else help me with it if i did it myself i'd be really slow but i mean this and getting stuff out for performance you know i have a, i write a lot of classical things and and those are best done in real with real people talk about you want to be ai folks make music for people to play on stage because ai really it can do it, but it's that's not you know what's going to be happening. If you're scared, you're going to be taken over by AI. I don't know. I, I how do you, and, and by music publishing it too. I mean making sure that everything is tied up nicely at BMI. That's not necessarily going to li libraries because sometimes they want to do that themselves. Um, so. What do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've 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 uh, I've got some stuff out on like uh, Sheet Music Plus and all of that, and uh, every now and then I get a little I get a little a little royalty, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I, I should be writing more. This is a like a, a, a woodwind trio from uh, from that thing you used to know, or whatever that song was, or the great greatest showman, and and then I think uh, opening Sibelius makes me tired, and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if I would, if I would, it's it's clearly an area of the map that all I have to do is put energy into it, and it would absolutely yield returns. Yeah, I agree, and it just it's going to take more and more pieces because when people go up there and they find an arrangement they like from you, they might uh, that that is a place. Those people are people who will yeah. look for other things. They and won't. He, uh, and here's a, here's a free tip for you. Let's say oh. you do a sheet music for a woodwind duet, like a flute duet then it's so easy in Sibelius or Finale just to rearrange that for flute and clarinet and clarinet and oboe and bassoon. And so you can, using one arrangement, you could create multiple versions of that, which for very, very little creative cost yields a lot of extra value for you. Okay. I told you I'd get you out of here before your next thing. <laughs> we're this good. Is, uh, yeah, we're this good. Is Dave's day of Zoom yeah, uh, today. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the old days and the days when it was all about three songs. When I would go down to Nashville and they, I, the, the publisher that was meeting with me let me come in and sit across his desk and play a cassette of three songs. And he would listen to about 
uh, 30 seconds of each song before turning off and going, oh, that's not right for me, and moving on, moving on, and politely declining. You think it's tough now, folks, to send uh, something to someone who you never see, and they just send you back rejection? Try getting rejection face-to-face, or waiting six months to hear back from someone who you mailed a cassette to and who mails you back a letter. Those are the, we've come a long way. So uh, it's different now. I think back then you could have two or three or five great songs and and start down a road of of wealth in the music business because that's the way it was. It was all about that special song, that special artist. But I think you've got to have a catalog now. You've got to have uh, plenty of uh of stuff because you're you're wait we wait too long for people to recognize our genius and 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 let us into the game and if you're waiting to be let into the game that's the old music business that's not this one that we live in now yeah 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 absolutely you you got to have quantity and it still has to be good but unless you're taylor swift or beyonce or jay-z or whatever and you're banking on hitting a home run at every at bat then you're going to end up striking out more than you do the only the, the real way to have sustainable career is uh just try to get on base each time yeah yeah that's that's the goal not to hit it out of the park but just to get on base get as many bats as at bats as possible and that's yep. what we're talking about so let's get to the rub as we say uh listen i know this sounds daunting i know um it it, it seems like a lot of work to create more more songs and guess what it is but you have to you have to keep creating you have to keep focusing on moving forward and speeding up and getting better you have to put your nose to the grindstone which for me is probably a good idea and expect that this is a life's work and you've just got to one of the things i do at the end of every cohort as you said uh, after i'm done with a set of students i will give a speech called keep making music mm. just trying to implore them to keep doing it because the hardest thing to do with you people, and I mean you people listening or watching or whatever, and I mean me and Dave, is we've just got to keep piling it up. We've got to keep making it because if any of us stop making it, then we'll stop getting success. This is why I keep a Dory Funko Pop right on my desk. This is Dory just reminding me, just keep swimming, just keep like, just so I we don't do want to get you demonetized. Yeah, thanks a lot. There we go. You're welcome. You're this welcome. Done. Um, Shane is in the house. Hey, Shane. Good to see you. Um, good to see you, Shane, man. What um, going on? A lot of people here today. D-Man has a question. What do you think of Reverb Nation or Taxi? Two different places. They seem scammy. Reverb congratulates you for making their playlist and then charges you money to claim your slot. Well, every place charges you money. Uh, almost any service that you get involved with eventually will have a paywall that you get uh, into. Reverb Nation, in my remembrance of what Reverb Nation was, was always just a place to put your, uh, basically put your EPK, just to put your pictures and your music and your show dates and all that kind of stuff. We used to use that for artists back 10, 15 years ago as, as another site where you could go and find out what artists are doing. Taxi is specifically for focusing to get uh, to uh, parties that might be interested in your specific songs. I mean, that's, I, I, how do you see those two, Dave? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with Reverb Nation. The idea of paying money to be on the playlist, that does trigger my scammy spidey sense. Um, but uh, for Taxi, it's definitely not a scam. Does it work for everybody? No. Is it the only way to get your music out there? Absolutely not. But they're an A&R service. And so uh, both you, Eric, and me, we've waxed plenty philosophical about Taxi. So I'd encourage you to check either of our channels out. Just type in Taxi and you'll find myriad <laughs> videos on the subject. And likely both of us. Um, uh, oh, Shane, Shane, sorry. Sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, Shane says I have the Bob Ross bobblehead, and yes. I have a Bob Ross right here. <laughs> wow, you're twinsies. No, it's because it's because he just just reminds you just just keep painting, right? It's the joy of painting. This should be fun. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to leapfrog over fluffy clouds. Uh, Matthew Harvey is here. Says we're here for the work, aren't we? And absolutely, we are. And uh, I know you're doing the work. I see you all the time in our Discord. But yeah, folks, uh, that's really the last word on this is that, you know, you just got to keep, uh, keep swimming, keep writing. I can't, I just can't stress enough how long-term a life this is. And if you're not, 
you, you've got to just if, if you've been having uh, some some issues, then you've got to just uh, you've got to figure out ways that might spurn you to work harder. And some of those might be 52Qs.com. Some it might be taxi. It might be some other opportunity that you do. Um, I would watch. You know, I mean, you're going to have to probably join something to to get some help at some point. Uh, all the clients I've ever worked with have paid me, duh. but at the same and at the same time they've gotten better and faster and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, that that's that's the whole point here. Do the reps, do the work. Don't get don't get so myopic about one or two cues. Don't keep refreshing your emails. Write, submit, forget, repeat. Get it out the door and just get back to writing. Yep. Three Qs ain't going to do it. We're going to have to create at least 52, at least 52 a year, right, Dave? That's right. At so, least 52. You even have my mug on. I came I came ready to represent. Man, <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm wearing like an Orlando Apollo shirt. Isn't that from the old, like the now defunct whatever uh, minor league football team, I yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. I went and bought a bunch of gear the day they closed it. And they were doing everybody. well, too. Yeah. Well, everybody, that's about all we got. Uh, wait, one last question from Arco. I see a few sync libraries. Oh, we already said this. Wait, yeah. Sorry. Um, anything else? Uh, signature music was in the house. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, Arco, you'll be learning a lot of this stuff. D-Man, Playful Master, thank everybody for being here today. Linda, Pete, everybody who is in the chat. Uh, Marty was here. And sorry, Marty, I didn't see as we were speeding through everything today. We had a lot to go through. So uh, thanks, everybody, for, for being here. And uh, join us next week, next Friday, for the Make Music Income podcast that we do live here every Friday, somewhere between 11 and 2. Who knows what it's going to be, depending on our schedule. But that's what you get when yeah, you do I live. appreciate you having me, man. Thank hey, you Dave, so much. Thanks so much. Everybody go to 52Qs.com. Yeah, yeah, this, this, everything. yeah the chair on. has like a Stevie B butt divot. If it's nice. You can, yeah. Oh, I don't thanks. even know what that means. I'm not thanks. sure I want to know. Thanks, Stevie. But also, uh, I have that info down in the description already, I believe. So, thank you, Dave. Thanks again. Good to see you, my friend. And everybody, we'll talk to you next week on the Make Music Income podcast. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time. Peace. Yes. Bye-bye.